All right, welcome to another Root Issues, where Steve and I gather around the table to bridge the generational gap in today's thoughts, processes, everything. All that stuff. Yeah, today we're looking at wisdom and world news, and we're going to be picking up and jumping into Revelation chapter 17, Mm. where we kind of take this deep dive into kind of like where things are going. Yeah. And Steve's got some great comments and such just on, you know, what is your feed? We're going to be looking at your feed today. Like, where are you taking in news? Where are you taking in information? Where are you taking in what identifies you? Yeah. I'm going to toss it over to Steve. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, boy, Revelation, we're making our way through. Thanks to those who out there who are journeying with us through this Revelation study. Um, just shout out to my... My uh, um, friends showed up here on Sunday from St. Louis and gave some great feedback about real issues and the idea of you know bridging this gap and uh, you know addressing too the, all all the young people out there who this big shift from college out there into kind of the world <laughs> and we really do want this podcast to be about gen- bridging this generational gap and we'll we have some guests and people on the show that are in that younger generation that we can bat the scripture around with together. Uh, it's important, right, that the generations come together around the Word of God and this feed, <laughs> which yeah, is absolutely. God's feed rather yeah. than the world's feed. But yeah, wisdom and world news, uh, I, I think we on Sunday, we, I just threw out this main kind of, of message, and we'll circle around this on this podcast. This idea, if you know Jesus mm-hmm. and his word, um, you have the real and the whole news. You right? have it all. You have it all. And so it's about knowing him, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and so the shift of feed, you know, this, this, uh, uh, the, the FOMO, the fear of missing out of, of my news feed or from my friend, <laughs> whatever it is, is we should have that spiritual FOMO. We should be fearing, like, oh, I'm going to miss, you know, if we're yeah. not in the world, oh, boy, I'm going to miss what God has to say, right? Is, absolutely. Is the, where we should be growing into. And I think it's just a pretty massive statement, right? Is if you know Jesus, you have an advantage over anyone in the world. It doesn't matter how smart they're. It doesn't matter if they're president of the United States. It doesn't matter if they're yeah. congressman or, you know, uh, CIA. Is that if you know Jesus, if you know his word, if you're tuned in, you have a greater uh, insight into really the big picture than anybody else. And uh, I remember that, that amazing – I always marvel at Amos, the old prophet, you know, Amos – Three seven. That says, you know, God does nothing. He doesn't first reveal to his prophets. Mm-hmm. Now that's pretty yeah. massive, right? But oh, yeah. That's the heritage of the church. Come to the New Testament, Acts chapter two. All of my children are prophets. Now to yeah. prophesy, right? To get wisdom, right, yeah. from Him. And this goes all the way back to Proverbs one seven uh, one uh, verse seven. You know that says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning, right, of uh, all knowledge and wisdom." And fools despise wisdom and instruction. And there's a real sense of fear and reverence there that is the beginning. Unless we honor God first, right, then uh, we're, uh, we're going to naturally, the only other option is to have a feed from the world. We're either yeah. going to get our feed from God, that, and that begins by fearing him, uh, honoring him, right, revering him for his uh, glory and his holiness, all that uh, stuff. We threw out this, uh, this wild quote that has been whirling out there in the Internet <laughs> world um, by Voltaire, who was not a believer, he made this comment. He said, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Let me say that again. This is Voltaire years and years ago. Those who, make, who, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. 
And uh, boy, um, and we, we, I think what's important here is a secular person is going to mm. take that and they're going to apply it to religious people. And you Absolutely. see this all the today, right? And you see this hostility towards religious, especially Christianity, that that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem in the world is that religious war, all that stuff. Now, mm-hmm. they have a point. Oh, absolutely. Because, unfortunately, um, we have the Crusades, we have all this ugliness uh, back there that um, the absurdity that the medieval church threw upon people was that you you can advance the kingdom with the sword, the yeah. kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, that's Islam. That's oh, yeah. not Christianity. And so the Crusades, that was nothing Christian. That was an abomination of the true gospel, right? Yeah. So when that comes our way, we have to say, whoa, time out. I agree with you. That was terrible. That's not Christianity. Mm-hmm. Jesus nowhere talked about advancing the kingdom by the sword. He talked about advancing the kingdom by the, t- the sacrificial testimony of uh, his followers who yeah. are willing to lay their life down even for their enemies. That's mm-hmm. Christianity. And uh, but well, let's apply it now to our culture in America. Uh, we've got plenty of absurdities that our culture, our schools yeah. are trying to teach and and get across, contradictory to science and everything else. Yeah. Um, and uh, where that goes, and we'll see in Revelation seventeen that um, that boy, uh, there's going to be this this antichrist, right? This world yeah. leader is going to come. He's going to look great. And the uh, and he's going to persuade right the world to to follow this world system because it's going to look great. He's going to solve all kinds of things, but to get there, right, we're going to have to buy a lot of of deception, a lot of absurdities, yeah. right, to get to the point to commit atrocities mm-hmm. where the main goal of the nations coming together. And we'll get into take a deep dive here in just a minute. Yeah, but uh, the main goal there we see through Revelation is the extermination of the church, the extermination of anybody who holds the truth of God because. Because where world history is going, according to Revelation in the Bible, is this move the kingdoms of the world rallying together more and more, and there's going to be this clash with the kingdom of God, ultimately when Jesus returns and brings his justice, right, to all that. But then that leads us to this um, wonderful passage in John chapter 8, and this is maybe where you can jump in a little bit just with our, well, all these uh, verses here. But John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32, Jesus says this. He says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, we see that. Yeah. It's in, on our, you know, it's in Washington, D.C., it's mm-hmm. on universities across America. But they only put the last part of that, you know, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That statement is only true if you have the whole verse, which is Jesus' word saying, if you abide. There's a conditional clause. If you abide in me, you're my disciples. And as a result of following me, um, you'll know the truth, right? And the truth will set you free. So there's the feed, right, is to know Jesus. He pours his truth, his revelation out to us. And that there's a freedom there. The gospel brings a freedom that's greater than any freedom that any political system or any world system can yeah. offer us. And so I think where Revelation's going, we're, uh, towards the end, the clash of the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of God, right, is really it's a battle over also this freedom and this lie of the kingdom of the world to say that we can somehow legislate freedom, we can continue to, uh, through worldly and t- things and Technology and everything bring freedom to people, which is a lie, ultimately. The ultimate 
uh, freedom that our hearts and our whole being needs is uh, the freedom of our soul. And mm-hmm. only the gospel of Jesus can do that. Set us free, that we're free before God. We know we're right with him. We're in fellowship with him. We have an eternal inheritance. Yeah. Um, and so that's the truth that we're to herald, right, as a, as a, as a gospel message. So, um, boy, you throw all that right into this, uh, this uh, kind of generational chasm, right, with uh, the young generations who are, are just been bombarded, right, yeah. from the beginning, even more so than ever, with um, with lies and uh, with this. Your truth is your truth, right? Yeah. And no. you know, and and uh, live your truth. You be you. All this stuff that is absolutely a lie and <laughs> and is very clearly communicated in the. Uh, in the Bible are things that will increase, right, as the end comes. So maybe before we take a deep dive into Revelation 17. Oh, we already went deep. You know, uh, well, we're going to really go deep here. We talk about the nations and, and what uh, the I mean, beast we, and the prostitute and all that stuff. When you jump in, like my first question is, like, yeah. when you look at feed, like, you know, defining that. And then if you mm-hmm. go in and you say, you look at John eight thirty one through 32, like the culture has redefined truth. Truth can be yours personally. Once upon a time, truth was something that was outside of you that you took in and right. became part of you. Right. You know, understanding that I am absent from Christ, I'm absent from God, I receive what Jesus did, and now it is a part of who I am, yeah. and his spirit comes and dwells in me. But now truth actually comes from inside of yourself right? with no outside influence. Maybe the outside influence is directing you to what your truth is, right. but once upon a time, you know, growing up, truth was something you sought after, something you longed to obtain. But in our culture today, truth can just be whatever you define it as. Absolutely. And so that is an issue problem. Right. And so when we talk about feeds, I mean, it's like, how many feeds do you have in a day that are influencing you, that are directing you, that are giving you new thoughts? Mm-hmm. And so how do you eliminate some of those feeds? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. Um, I think it begins with just uh, truth and lies, right? Yeah. Back to this. In other words, who's who's speaking? Who has your heart? At, at, yeah. Who, you know, and do we really believe that the world is going to offer us life? And that's yeah. the lie, right? I think that um, that people all, of all generations uh, are. We, we feel like, oh, yeah, I, I've got to get out there and 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 just know all that, or mm-hmm. I'll miss out, or you know. Uh, Rather than just the time alone in God's Word, and mm-hmm. it just as important, maybe even more, is time in community in the Word of yeah. God, sharing it. Um, I mean, last night at Outpost, we had just an amazing exchange just on this chapter, and yeah. it was just went on and on for two hours, and we're just, everybody's diving in, and people, so you just feel faith and expectation yeah. rise as people are diving in, asking questions, sharing testimony, you know, um, grappling with, and, and praying, right, and, and moving into prayer, right, to God, you know, uh, give us insight, praying for the world, praying for mm-hmm. people's hearts, all that. Uh, it's so needed, um, that that wonderful rhythm of, of uh, so I think, answering your question, this feed, this rhythm of uh, alone time, hearing from God, from his word, and yeah. then coupling that with time and community, right, um, where we can wrestle with that and learn from each other, tell testimony, yeah. encourage each other. Because, boy, we need encouragement. As the scripture says, is it's going to get more hostile to faith, yeah. Christian faith, as time moves on. And um, 
Boy, without gathering, Hebrews 10, right? Do not forsake gathering together, especially as you see the end mm-hmm. of the day of the Lord coming. Yeah. Uh, we've got to have that kind of encouragement. You know? I mean, and it, you know, it, it says it right there. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. That's it. And so when you, when you think about the feed, I mean, one of the things that I love to reach for and to go after is just, it's called God's promises. Mm-hmm. And there's little books and there's little apps that just declare God's promises over the countercultural lie. Absolutely. You know, and so many of the promise books, if you've never seen one, they deal with emotion. Like, hey, what to do if you feel worried? Well, then you go and you read and you take in God's word that counters worry, you know, that allows you to put everything at his feet, to trust in him. And so it's kind of like, you know, the feed is what is the pillar of your life? You know, because that is the thing that you have to build from. I've been doing a lot of Peloton workouts, and they've been teaching mm-hmm. a lot just about the pillar. Yeah. You know, your core, your legs, and even when doing curls. I mean, come on, guys. When I used to do curls, I let the gut hang out. You know, because I, I was strengthening the arms. But now I'm learning that, wow, the core has got to be tight. Wow, you're strengthening the arms because now you're doing a full-body workout. And so what is the pillar for your life, because I think so many people, we associate the gospel with our salvation, the gospel with, hey, when I die, I get to go be with Jesus, but we don't see it as a pillar to build on to face the times that we're in, mm-hmm. you know, and the times are always moving more and more rapid. I mean, it's like yeah. my cry to fathers is, mm-hmm. the thief is coming after your children at yeah. a much younger age, sure. and the onslaught of his distraction, of him feeding them lies, mm-hmm. of him processing them in deception and so if you don't have a foundation that your family works from and lives from you're never going to understand any of this and don't you think uh, chris that the beginning of this is just awareness oh absolutely in other words because i think people get up we get into a rhythm of just looking at a phone (laughs) or going through email or the uh, the feed right so just the beginning is the awareness of wow what is my feed yeah what is what am I opening my mind to? What am yeah. I relying upon? Where am I finding truth? Yeah. Right? And I think so many times, like, we get caught up in, this relaxes me, mm. this entertains me, and then that's what sucks us in. Right. Like, you know, the Facebook feed, the Instagram feed, the right. Snapchats, the TikToks. Mm-hmm. This entertains me. This pacifies me. So, therefore, that becomes our foundation. That becomes our first instinct when right. we should be, like, saying, okay, God's promises fill me. God's right. promises direct me. God's word pacifies me. God's yeah. word strengthens me. And so I think it's so easy because we are, like, we're maxed. Mm. We're maxed as people, like boom, 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 everything is coming at us. And so we're looking for anything to pause the brain. Right. And I think, you know. Well, and I think that that's another, you, you bring up entertainment. We've talked yeah. about that before, yeah. right? Is I, Whoever it was, you know, said that that's the greatest substitute for joy today. Absolutely. Is I'm going to go entertain myself. Yeah. I'm going to just, you know, watch this or that. And um or go to this or that or whatever. Um, and boy, again, just awareness of mm-hmm. what what am I getting? What am I looking for out of that entertainment? Absolutely. And uh, because it will not bring joy, it'll no. bring it'll bring a numbing. It'll bring a happiness. It'll yeah. bring a, an experience. You know, all of that. Uh, I think of travel today. Right. Yeah. This this idea of exploring, which I mean, I love to do. We yeah. love to explore. Right. 
But but what what's driving that for so many in our culture is this: get out there and explore, get out there and travel, get out there and experience. You know, VRBO, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, which, but what's behind that is this this longing for an experience, the longing for, uh, you know, to explore, find ourselves, yeah. or. Uh, but boy, it ultimately, you just need another trip. Yeah. Right? You, it's well, no, it's always going to lead to another trip. I mean, I love traveling like the best of them, fixing to take off for um, spring break. But for me, I almost hunger to stay home because that's where I'm digging in my roots. And then those roots are going to be the foundation that allow us to go through the storms and the trials that life is going to bring us. And so it is. It's a perception. I think so many people who get caught up in the travel bug and going here and there and and everywhere, they are just saying, like, I don't have roots. And so this is going to suffice because if I don't have a home base, it's much harder for me to actually admit that I'm being attacked. And, I mean, everything that we look at, like, as you move into, you know, chapter 17 of Revelation, there is this continuing aggression towards the church, towards the bride, towards Jesus, you know, to where his name becomes more offensive in our culture. And we, as followers of Christ, should be digging in deeper to that foundation and expressing that foundation to our children. I mean, it's like... You know, the whole concept of Jesus plus nothing. You know, we've talked about that, like, boom, drilling that into high school students. Because someday they're going to be out on their own, and they're going to experience Jesus plus this. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to know, this Mm -hmm. really isn't the church for me. I need to go find a church that says Jesus plus nothing equals my salvation. And so, I mean, as we keep watching the world spin... We have to find what is it we will focus on. Absolutely. Because as you're doing spins, if you can focus on one object, mm-hmm. you're less likely to become dizzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think, again, here's the, the importance of community. Yeah. Uh, is that we encourage each other, right, in our feed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, totally. It, it, and and the, in our own discussion of, yeah. boy, are we setting our minds in, in discussion on <clears throat> the things of heaven, yeah. right, the things of God. and. And his promises, as you mentioned, um, boy, Romans one, <clears throat> chapter one, verse eighteen. This is such a, a another great bridge into Revelation, but uh, and this kind of wraps up that conversation, yeah. moves us into a little deeper dive here as we close out into Revelation. Um, verse eighteen, Paul says this: "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men." who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Mm-hmm. And so Paul just puts this huge yeah. umbrella, it is that our natural tendency is to suppress the truth of God and because and, we want to please ourselves. Uh, and that's what's going on now. Yeah. Right? Your truth, Absolutely. Be, your, this, your truth this is time, your truth. All that is just... I don't not, judge your truth. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's nothing under the sun. And Paul's yeah. saying, look, that's suppressing the truth, and that is going to set you outside the grace of God, and uh, his wrath is coming. Yeah. And uh, I know that's not language and stuff we, we uh, are comfortable talking about today, but it's the word of God. It's the yeah. truth. Of, it's the feet. That's the real feet. That's yeah. the real truth, right? So let me just um, take a little deep dive, you know, here for us into uh, uh, 17, um, Revelation 17. We have here the revelation to John, this wonderful uh, prophetic vision, right, that he got of this wild picture of um, the, this this prostitute riding upon this, this beast that has seven head, ten horns, and... Um, 
what is all that? And he goes through to describe this vision as this this prostitute is the mystery of Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just to cut to the chase is all through the book of Revelation that mystery of Babylon is this world system coupled with an apostate church, apostate religion. And remember, right throughout history, world rulers, as they rule and gain and grab for more power, they always want to harness religious power. Yeah. Right? Putin's doing it today. He's yeah. locked arms with the Russian Orthodox Church throughout history. Uh, Hitler did it. He locked arms with the apostate Lutheran um, Church in Germany. It was it was Bonhoeffer and others that separated as the confessional church. Um we have presidents. We have uh, every president in America has wanted to lock arms with yeah. religious leaders. Uh, and as they grab more power, fortunately in our country we have balance of power, so far at least, um, that helps kind of, you know, uh, condition that. But um, we see this prostitute throughout history. And we know as the end comes, this, this spirit, this, this world system that controls economics and religion all coupled together as it moves forward, it is going to be the thing that unites and controls the nations. Mm-hmm. The beast that that rides upon and controls is this um, – Ultimately, the leader of that is called the beast, the Antichrist, yeah. right, of these fortified nations. The ten, uh, <clears throat> the uh, the uh, seven heads speaks of uh, ten kings, speaks of, John talks about in this prophecy, uh, you know, this nation of uh, this beast set upon uh, seven hills. Well, that that's a picture of Rome because mm-hmm. uh, John and the early church saw Rome as the beast, right, yeah. as, the, as the end time thing uh, because of its persecution. Of the church, and as Rome moved along, as emperor worship, or it moved towards emperor worship, yeah. right? So it started out as the Great Republic, the Pax Romana, and as it moved towards the end, is that uh, the emperor grabbed more and more power. And so yeah. this is a, a biblical truth principle, right? Mm-hmm. Which is governments throughout history. Um, are uh, evil in nature under yeah. the power of Satan. Now I'm going to back that up scripturally here in a second, <laughs> but. Um, <clears throat> That they governments always want to grab power. Yeah, they never give power back to the people. Once mm-hmm. a government, right, bureaucracy takes power, it doesn't return it. This yeah. is just the way it works. It moves towards more and more power grabbing. Uh, that's just the, the 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 way of the world, right? That is this yeah. this prostitute that wants to control the beast. Now is the one who takes the nations and this the seven heads again. The ten horns speak of leaders and nations coming mm-hmm. together. This uh, alignment of ten nations that give their power to again. Remember numbers in Revelation. Not have to be careful. Not necessarily literal. Could, yeah, could be, but could be something just also ten being a complete number, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But uh, as the beast rises up, as the end comes, there'll be a, a coming together of the nations with around a world, a one a new world order. We uh-huh. just heard that recently from our own president. That terminology yeah. again, right? That is always been there. That is more discussion going on than we realize, right? Yeah. So that's what's going to happen, and uh, what we see in Revelation 17 is this: uh, in the end, the the beast will come and actually, uh, we know. Um, defeat this prostitute, this system, and put, set himself up as the main yeah. one to be worshipped, to be given. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, how could that ever happen? Uh, it's happening in North Korea right now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's happened throughout history. Uh, this will be the end. It won't just be one nation like Rome, though it will be a nation Romanesque. And we'll get into mm-hmm. that next week, yeah, more totally. about what the, you know, what this Babylon is. But, um, but let me just, in conclusion, just give this quick history 
of uh, understanding the nations. Because to understand the whole Bible from old to new, we have to understand, okay, where's the church relationship with the nations? Mm -hmm. All through the Old Testament Psalms, it says the nations rage against God, right? Yeah. Uh, Write these passages down. Deuteronomy 32, it says there that God... When he separated, created the nations, this was right after the Tower of Babel. So Genesis yeah. 11, God comes down, He conf- the people came together, one language, and they were trying to build yeah. a tower to God, to make themselves God, right, and reject God. He comes down, he confounds the language, creates nations, creates languages, creates the, the separation of the nations, but then he does this. He puts upon them the sons of God. These are angelic beings mm-hmm. who control in the spiritual realm over these nations. Yeah. And uh, you say, ah, what is that all about? Well, um, is you can write Psalm 84 down. And somewhere along the way, when Satan uh, uh, corrupted those, those angels, they fell with him. And, um, and we know, right, Luke chapter 4, is that, remember, when Satan took Jesus in the desert up to tempt him, mm-hmm. he said, Jesus, uh, look at all these, na- the kingdoms of the world are mine. Yeah. Right? But just bow, and I'll give you their power. Right, that's the same lie that he gives every world leader. Absolutely. Obviously, Jesus says, "No, I got one kingdom of Father. You know, my kingdom's going to come and reign." <laughs> yeah. But Satan, that is the demonic power over every government. Hey, you just bow. You you bow. You serve me, and I'm going to give you power. Right. And that's that demonic power over every nation. You go to Daniel, chapter ten. We see yeah. the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Greece, speaking of those angelic beings who are over those nations. Right. Yeah. And. Um, but God did something. In Genesis 12, he created a nation for himself, and that's Israel. Yeah. called Abraham out to create a nation that the Messiah would come through, that he'd bring his saving plan for. All the nations throughout Scripture, they will rage. They will come together because of these evil forces. Revelation brings this, all these nations together under the power, ultimately, of the Antichrist to war against um, God. Ultimately, yeah. the kingdoms of the world will come blatantly against the kingdom of God as the end comes. And they will wipe the church out. They will yeah. persecute and martyr um, the church and believers uh, more and more as the time comes to the end. But we know when Jesus shows up, it's over. It's not yeah. a battle. It's done and he will come as a thief in the night, right? And all nations will bow to him, Mm -hmm. ultimately, and he will bring judgment upon the nations and unite all heaven and earth together. So um, just understanding that feed of the whole, and again, I think so important for people to understand, to understand Revelation, you have to understand the Old Testament. Everything in Revelation is bringing things from the Old Testament into uh, the New Testament itself. So yeah. anyway, we'll leave it there for, for this. Uh, that we could go <laughs> deeper on that. But let there? us know, to, yeah. you know, emails, whatever. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, the, the last thing that I would say is like, you know, we, we have to embrace God's wrath because if there is anyone that I trust to judge, it is him. Absolutely. Because I cannot trust myself and my own judgments. And then I also have to understand like, his compassion precedes his wrath, yeah. you know, and so we're in this place right now where his compassion can still lead, can still change mm-hmm. hearts, and then if you're walking with a changed heart, you know the difference Absolutely. between living in the world with fear, anxiety, uncertainty, or living with God knowing that he has you. That's it. And so when you walk in that, you understand this feed prepares you to live the best life possible in his care, in his guidance, through his feet. And so we are accessible through root 
issues at ccaspen.com. Okay, so shoot us an email. Let us know things, directions, things you want to hear, things you want to see, and we'll try to get those out to you. But that's all the time we have for today. So thanks for tuning in to your midweek jolt, and I hope it jolts you to grab a promise book, dig into his word. Thanks so much, and y'all have an awesome rest of the week.